0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Muddling Through. Today we are joined by Molly, Stacey and Amy, the owners of r co So r co is a vegan leather accessories brand with sustainability and women empowerment at the forefront. R&Co also create the most beautiful bags with clutches and card wallet holders. And I am literally obsessed with all the colors we have already been discussing that. Um, so we're super excited to speak to you guys today and learn about the brand all the inspiration behind it and how you run the business as well so thank you
1: so much for joining us thank you thank you for having us um so first off has arnco always been a dream that you guys have like collectively had have you shared that dream growing up um, or was there something in particular that triggered the inspiration um i thought about this
2: before but i think me and Stacey, we're sisters, have always got on working together, like, we worked in retail together. Like,
3: Surprisingly, got on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: When we were growing up, we went through phases of being best friends to hating each other. So yeah, I can't think of a time of us ever talking about like starting like, a business or working
3: together. But yeah. yeah, we've always just had that relationship where we've been really close. Yeah, I think sort of the initial inception for the brand kind of came from myself. I always loved bags. Like, mm-hmm. I go back on my Pinterest board from about, like, three years ago and there's, like, bag designs, that kind of thing. But basically, when I had my little girl, um, I was sick of carrying a big mum bag. I was, like, not one of those mums that carried everything <laughs> they needed. I was, like, totally winging it. And I started using this little clutch to put a few nappies in and things. I love that. Nappies <laughs> the <one>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I was like, no, i I'm not holding cool, on, these like Winnie the Pooh, like flat bags. that was not me. so um, and it wasn't right, and I was like, I can do this better. So that was the start of 2020. Um, and I started inquiring um about samples, and initially, like I had no clue, I literally mm-hmm. searched how to make a bag. China came up so I started um, emailing a few suppliers from China and then Covid hit so suddenly the world wanted nothing to do with China Mm -hmm. Um, and I started researching I wanted to carry on like you know Planning the brand I had no ideas at this minute, no name or anything like that, so I started researching British suppliers and um basically googled second phone call, spoke to our now biggest supplier ruth um and I think when I phoned her, she was like, "Who the hell is this like girl that <laughs> yeah. wants to start a fashion brand on the phone um, and she sort of began talks and we we started sort of sampling our first bag and Amy had just graduated from Aberdeen Uni.
2: Yeah, I think yous can both agree, like, when we had to leave.
3: It it was was just so so dramatic mid-pandemic. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: and to be fair, like, now looking back, I think it was a blessing in disguise for me because I just wasn't coping with fourth year. I just found it so hard. And I think coming home, like, in a pandemic was Mm -hmm. making, like, mental health sort of everything worse, like just like relationships and like the thought of coming back home so like stacy approached us i was like do you want to start a business? yeah i was just like i have this bag i really want to like make it this mum bag like you were sort of doing the mum fluencer mum insta had
3: like three and a half k like you know posting all about like weaning and stuff it was and yeah yeah
2: and when the samples came and we started to shoot them like we did flat lays so like just the bag on the like a Backdrop sort of thing, um, with like mum, mum like gear. <laughs> I don't know what to <laughs> yeah. say. Like mm. nappies and um, blankets, like hanging out of it. And then we were sort of swaying towards like passports, yeah, makeup, your makeup forms, bag. Yeah. And then we went to do a photo shoot with our cousin Kitty, who's mm. still featured a lot on Arco.
3: And yeah, it just it sort just, of
2: turned into a fashion. Yeah. Brand I there. feel like and there was no
3: sort of like clear cut. Like, we were a mum brand and then into a fashion brand. It just sort of developed, developed that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, we sold out our first drop. We did two colours. So we did black and camel. I remember the yeah. first <laughs> bag so well. I was like, when?
0: How? Like, yeah. how has this <laughs> happened? Yeah, because
3: obviously I'd been telling people about it, but you'd been, like, top secret. And suddenly you were suddenly like, hey, I've got a bag brand yeah. now. <laughs>
0: and know? it was, like, so professional. Like, the photography, everything. I was <laughs> that like, was oh, my God. That was
2: us. That was us, yeah. Really?
3: It was literally just yeah. me and Stacey, like college down with a borrowed camera yeah we still use that borrowed camera you know the person's not getting it back (laughs) um so yeah it's kind of just rolled from there and um sort of yeah that was sort of the inception story as such yeah
2: i think as well covid really played its part because like shopping small supporting others was Mm -hmm. such a big thing especially Mm -hmm. in the borders where we're from so like the amount of momentum we gained from people just in the same area us, Yeah, mm-hmm. like, our biggest supporters are the people that were there from the start.
3: Yeah. Um, really and I just think kept it helped it in terms of, like... You know, our first bag was the sort of um, clutch, but people weren't going out. So we were like, right, yeah. how can we make something that people are going to use right now? And everyone was going for a walk and a coffee. That's mm-hmm. all you could do. So what it were was people so using? exciting. Like, backpacks, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because nobody was getting out. So um, we had, we often, like, talk about if we're, like, having a quarrel with Molly now. Like, <laughs> she's, like, never seen the arguments that we have had. And, like, we argued for a week solid about producing a backpack. He was like we're not doing it nobody wants a backpack blah 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 and actually it's maybe not our style our biggest selling style now but it did so well at the yeah. time just because of the, the current sort of market
1: that was one of the questions that we were wanting to ask actually is like do you guys always have the same vision the prop- no <laughs> shit no. I'm gonna <laughs> say no. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: All
1: three are all three of you quite different. I feel like
4: sometimes we're all really on the same page or all on entirely different
2: books <laughs> like Yeah, we all have our own sort of styles and what we mm-hmm. like yeah.
3: which. And it's difficult because clutch. something can come to an idea and you can kind of draw it up and things but actually you don't like it until it's, yeah. it's actually made and it's ready to go. For example, like recently, me and Molly went down to our suppliers in Manchester. We like to go and touch base and see them and things. And then um, you were like, I really want to do metallic. And I was like, I'm not sure about metallic. And you were like, no, I really want to do it. And I was like, well, go and do it. And the bags have come and they're beautiful. But it's, it's sometimes if you've got an idea, you can't really portray that properly yeah. sometimes until actually it's in physical form right. and it's difficult we're three girls we're, we've got our own ideas we're all very headstrong you know it's sometimes a little bit difficult um, and I think that's where you kind of have to take away feelings and just have a conversation and you know we're not fast fashion we're very much slow yeah. fashion so if that's a case of making a bag um, in a certain colour and we only produce ten you know mm-hmm. to make sure that there's no waste and kind of gauge that's sort of how we run our business it's very reactive to our customer base at the time so
1: how many suppliers is it that you have then like at the
3: moment um so uh, it's it varies because it depends on what we're doing at the time so for example our vegan leather currently comes from the UK it's an Italian fabric and it's produced in the UK however as we grow we're not sure that we will stay with one supplier yeah. entirely yeah. you know it depends on what we want to do and where we want to be and she's fab like a love ruth um and she's gotten us to this point and um we're doing some really exciting things with new materials and we use veg leather and synthetic materials and at one stage we'd like to only use plant-based fibers and um, i love that that's really real. yeah. um but it's just a it's a it's a, a development. thing yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely
0: I think like that story in itself says a lot about how you run your business in the sense that like you saw a problem or like something that could be fixed in terms of like, yeah, wanting to like look fashionable while still mm-hmm. being a mom and then kind of building off that during COVID being like well this isn't selling because people aren't going out so we're going to develop and grow yeah and then I think people are making a lot more conscious decisions as to how they shop like Mm -hmm. I really really am like I'm trying to like I've deleted most of the like shopping apps that I have on my phone because I'm like it's so tempting I get all these notifications Mm -hmm. to just spend money on clothes but I want to like put more money into things that last and that have like you know small business that are good for the environment so that in itself is like adapting to the market as well
3: and I think one of our main messages is we're not asking people to be perfect you know Mm -hmm. we're not asking you to Um, eat a completely plant based diet uh, diet or never buy an animal product again but we're just trying to show you that there's actually some great alternatives that look and feel like leather and anyone that's got our bags or have seen our bags, you know uh, they're undeniably very very similar to the real thing but far more sustainable Mm -hmm. so um, we just kind of want to our tagline is kill it without killing it yes I love the tagline (laughs) Um, so we just want to show people that actually you don't leather products for bags and mm-hmm. you know there's so many amazing designers like Stella mccartney and things that are really leading the way and i hope over the next few years that we'll see more and more designers and small businesses moving into that direction there's just absolutely no need and i think it's disappointing because i kind of made the pledge now that i love bags but i will only buy leather products if they're second hand or pre-loved yeah. um and i was looking around about christmas time when amy was in new york because you, we, you were doing a bit of shopping for, um, for us all and I was looking at designer pieces and actually I couldn't find very much at all that was not real leather mm-hmm.
4: I think another um, really important thing as well is that we want to make slow fashion more accessible um, yeah. because a lot of people won't shop Slow fashion, um, because of the price, so it's just too often. expensive. Um, so, like another thing that we really strive for is like affordable luxury, like it's ethical and sustainable, and but accessible. Like it's not like it's. We want to encourage people to steer away from fast fashion, but it's so hard to do when the majority of slow fashion options are just. Like, way out of everyone's reach because of the price. That's so true.
0: Like, I always think that I quite like a capsule wardrobe to just get a few, like, really good quality pieces. Yeah. But then to get a good quality piece, you have to be able to spend the money, yeah. and then you're kind of like back to square
3: one. And I think that's where our bags sort of link in because we don't produce, sort of, like, you'll never see like random stripes or like not, you won't not see patterns with us. But what I mean is our bags, like um, you could pick up one of our bags and probably about three of us could wear it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we want you to restyle things and we want you to rewear them. And a lot of our bags are multifunctional as well. So for example, the crossbody bag, bum bag put it on a chain wear it as a clutch you know and we want you to wear and wear and wear these bags again and we've tested them well you know me and molly have kids amy has a busy lifestyle and we have samples that we have had for two and a half yeah. years now that look just wow. as good as new and um, so for example two years old yeah that is crazy you would that looks brand new so we're looking at just <laughs> amy's um black crossbody just now and it it just still looks fantastic. So, yeah, that's kind of where our sort of main ethics lie. Just to go back like a tiny bit,
1: um, Molly, how did you kind of like come into the folks? I know mean, you came in like, a wee bit later and you've had previous discussions with Stacey about yeah. coming to business. Is this something you would always like to um, your
4: time in? Or? No, it was never something that like, I'd sort of plan to get involved in. Um, so I studied fashion communication at Harriet Watt, down in the borders where Stacey and Amy are from. And for my honours project, I did um, a whole project on, like, motherhood. Um, and Stacey was pregnant at the time and I asked her to model for me for one of my photo shoots. So that's how we met. Yeah. And we met up for a coffee one day and you spoke to me about your idea about yeah, it was starting it up. a pipeline yeah. dream at the time wasn't it and it never really that was a while before it took off um so that's how long it had been sort of in Stacey's brain mm. form and then at the start of
3: 2022 we were sort of struggling yeah. you know for time and I just qualified as a nurse and was working full time for the NHS um mid sort of coming out of the pandemic we all know how the NHS is right now, and we were kind of at the stage where we were like, you know, we either go for this or we stop this, you know. Mm-hmm. And we were we were still doing well. It was it was taking over, but we weren't doing what we wanted to do, and just didn't feel we had the time as well. We needed also, like, a third what person you knew that you could do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was literally just an Instagram status, and yeah. it was so funny because me and Amy were like. Oh, like we yeah. both knew Molly, like you know, um our kids sort of knew each other. And, and Molly
2: had modelled. Molly modelled for us, yeah. yeah.
3: And we were both like, oh, I just wish Molly would do it. She's so cool, she's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, you know like because she had just had sunny um not too long ago and yeah. um, we were like right we're not even asking her you know that's not fair she's got two young kids there's no chance that she would ever want to and like molly was like one of the first people that replied and i was like oh my god yeah we kind of had we you kind of took a leap of faith with us because yeah we sat down and um you know we're we're uh a startup business you know in the first three years of business you can't expect to pay yourself unless you're doing like crazy amounts and i kind of said to her i was like i can't guarantee you you're going to make a 100 pounds a month 500 pounds a month a grand a month i'm saying this is part yours. if you come in and give this a good go we'll see where we can get it and you were really brave to do that you know you were taking on a lot of work um but yeah, it was crazy, 2022, our growth doubled from 2021, wow. um, and we were sort of sitting doing a business plan last year, and we were both like, like nervous laughing, because yeah. so we were like, oh fuck, <laughs> like we turned over, a shit ton. So yeah.
2: I think even when Molly joined, like, having some fresh, like, ideas, ideas. and she just sort of, you transformed our Instagram, like me and Stacey were <laughs> learning on the job, like, yeah just trying um, to post as much as we could. And we just weren't really that, we were aesthetic, but Molly just brought that yeah. edge that we weren't <laughs> able to produce ourselves. And and I think
4: because like Stacey and Amy very much have like business brains. Um, like I've studied fashion and photography mm. and I like really enjoy like aesthetics and, and creative like stu- creative, yeah. And like shoots and styling, like that's my like, if you asked me to, like, look at the business accounts, I would literally pass away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do
4: you guys have kind of
0: more set roles in terms of, like, running
3: the business? It's a... difficult because we are still a startup and we're mm-hmm. still, you know, um, there's been a lot of transition period. of, you know, I've reduced my hours at work. Um, Molly's actually went back to uni. She's um, oh, doing wow. a master's yeah. How do you have time? Molly <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> has <laughs> kids <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Molly's got two kids. Um, so... It's, there's been a sort it's of intense. transition period of like, you know, who's doing what. Um, I would definitely say if you were to put a hat on us right now and say, like, what how does what this house work? Are you yeah, in? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how <Harry Potter>, sort <laughs> Molly's like creative director, Amy's like financial head, and I would say I'm like operations, overall operational, mm-hmm. like um sort of business side of it. Um, but we're a small business we all have to do everything and um, it's quite funny sometimes because we'll be having conversations and there will be say something financial and amy will be like saying something to me and i'll be like amy i have no English. idea what you're <laughs> <laughs> i don't care sort it out and then molly will be talking about ads and i'll be like yep so how much does that <laughs> cost you cost? Know? so um, it is something that over the sort of the period of the next year if we do the same amount of growth that we did last year we are going to have to like knuckle down but we're working with um, South Scotland Enterprise that are really helping us sort of define these things and we're going to have to start running this like a business and less mm-hmm. like a side hustle because it, it's just it's going to run away with us if it doesn't um, but it's hard because sometimes you know with kids and with life as well um, mm. Molly will be like the kids are not well can you post or I'll be like I'm stuck at work can Mm -hmm. you do this so we very much jump into each other's shoes but we've got our points where we're kind of good at as well so yeah I can imagine you must have to be like
1: quite flexible in that regard oh yeah and organized like (laughs) (laughs) seem very organized
2: we plan in advance as much as possible but it doesn't work out sometimes I feel like we need to give ourselves more
4: credit yeah
3: because like I like the metaphor where you see like you've got a really peaceful lake and you see like ducks swimming about and it's so graceful and it looks so put together and, and under the water the ducks like paddle yeah. away <laughs> that's like us like we we keep ourselves afloat and as Molly says we have smashed this yeah. but I think when you're like firefighting on the inside mm-hmm. it's quite hard to look in and see actually you know we never give us ourselves credit and mm-hmm. I think we do need to reflect on that like we've sold thousands of bags you know
2: and I feel like it reflects as well like
4: we don't sell like hundreds of bags every month sometimes we'll have an amazing month and then it's really quiet and then that Mm. takes a real toll on like Mm. motivation and like your mental health because you just like you're like this business is failing failing," you know and and then other
3: times you think that it's like gonna be (laughs) and I think it's hard as well because Sometimes, um, you know, it can be quite a stagnant month and then you look at your figures and you're like, oh, actually, that wasn't bad, you know? You've just kind of got used to making X amount. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and I think particularly I'm so tough on myself, you know, if we don't make X amount or we've not sold this amount, I'm like, oh, my God, this is failing, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, actually... We, we haven't done bad at all and I think it's it's very much you have to be sort of conscious about what's going on um, in the outside world essentially as well yeah you know because bills are going up and mm-hmm. you know right now it's the start of the year there's not very many events on uh, people aren't going on as many nights out there's still recovering from the festive periods you know so this is a slow time of the year for retail Mm -hmm. and we just have to keep going and sort of keep plodding away it's difficult though it's difficult to sort of keep that steady level of motivation
0: going back to the creative side a little bit more how do you actually get from like having an idea of a bag to then having it in physical form
4: so i feel like we sort of don't know what how you would say it like chuck ideas about and then they get refined and We'll like sketch something and then we'll go back and forth with the manufacturer, and like she'll say what I mean, she's been in business for what?
3: Oh, she used to like produce for River Island and things, so yeah, she's very stuck in her (laughs) ways.
4: It's hard because sometimes we have ideas and we'll go to her and be like, We want to do this, and she's like, That's not gonna work, Mm -hmm. and it's hard for us to be like, well why not? But I suppose Cause we don't have an understanding of thing, off, you know, yeah, the sort of self-call. actual Yeah. Um so
2: you guys actually do the sketches?
4: Um yeah. Um wow
3: gosh like, my sketch was like awful. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I feel like I wasn't bad at like art at school, but I honestly
1: think I'd struggled to sketch a bag so I feel like that's really
4: impressive. I and, mean I wouldn't say that we were like really artistic
3: yeah, we do line drawings yeah. or anything yeah. like that. I
2: think we um one like well one of the main things is we sort of we'll start speaking about a bag yeah. and you know we'll get like a rough idea in our head and one of the main things I love to do is I'll go like up into the centre of Edinburgh and just look at bags and I'll just mm-hmm. take loads of photos and send them into the chat. Yeah. Like, You're just walking behind people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah I'll
2: just like go into John Lewis I'll just be like this and like, the sales associate will just be like looking at me like what is she doing <laughs> but um, it just really helps because like even for instance, like seen if bags have buckles or like Mm -hmm. they have adjustable straps or things like that it's just good to see what's sort of in season right now and how we can sort of adapt our bags to be similar but also a timeless piece
3: yeah and i think it's it's varied from every single bag like Mm -hmm. um the original was literally a a rectangle you know that was our (laughs) first pouch and then we kind of were like to the next the next bag was the mini. It was half the size, so we mm-hmm. didn't really need to draw those things. Whereas like the backpacks that we produced, those were like a proper like sketch and then mm-hmm. the two tone colours and things, and we sent it over. We did work with a designer who uh, did some line drawings for us, and we worked from those. Um, but it kind of we spitball a lot, so mm-hmm. we'll be like, for example, the addition. We were like we like the sort of trapezium shape. It was very um, on trend at the time with like mini bags and things and um we'll be like well actually you know she'll Ruth will make us a sample and we're like right this is what we all want to change and then we go back for another round yeah. and mm-hmm. we're currently working on a shoulder bag right now um, and we're on our what, fourth? Oh, fourth or Ruth fifth sample, sample. Yeah. yeah and I think that's what's kind of frustrating sometimes I find because I'm very much on want things done now is it can be quite discouraging to see those samples until a bag comes together. The cross, for example, we sampled it like maybe four or five times and I had an idea in my head and it just wasn't coming together. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, this is amazing, I love this, you know? And I feel like that's what's sort of happening with the shoulder bag and I can see that next stage, but it's just not quite there yet.
2: I think as well, like, you don't appreciate how much detail goes into like the design like the stitching for example like mm. do you want one stitch or a double stitch
3: like do your contrast colors yeah, you know you just
2: even like the color of the zip like you yeah. have to think about it and what it'll look like on the bag like there's just so many different aspects so of variables. it that, that's why we have to do so many samples to make sure that it just looks perfect
0: it must. Um, I was saying this to Charlotte earlier. It'd be so rewarding because I've seen a lot of your bags around Edinburgh, and I'm like, wow. Imagine yeah. <laughs> I'm like, imagine. yeah. I like imagine just going out about in your daily life and being like, I made that. Yeah, <laughs> That just must be such an I amazing think, feeling. Um,
3: down in the borders, like because we have such a loyal customer base there, like we see them a lot more. So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. a. Lo- it's still like exciting, but then when someone. Say in town that's got like hundreds of thousands of people sends you a picture on a random street and you're yeah. like I don't know that person and they put yeah. my bag like it's a bit different if you know the person but um, our granny will like go up on a random that's my granddaughter's bag yeah. and sometimes I turn I'm like Granny don't we don't want to it's <laughs> yes, yeah. so cute yeah, and like so funny. we if we see people with bags we're quite often like oh that's a really nice bag and yeah. like don't tell <laughs> <me."> <laughs> we were
4: in um, what shop were we in? And um oh, was card shop, remember. The card shop in Gala-, in Gala Shields and the Borders. And with um, the like woman on the till I had a bag on and she was like, oh, I love that bag. And me and Stacey were there and Stacey was like, yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I think it's our and co. We, we don't,
1: like,
3: know them. Like. And I walked around and I was like, why? you made it so awkward. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I think I'm going to get the green one. And I was like, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah we have some total pinch moments um, for sure this is actually
1: uh, apologies if this is obvious because it might be and I'm probably being quite <laughs> stupid but like where did the
3: name come from so my daughter's called Ari I did think I was speaking her
1: earlier I was like maybe that's what right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: um, so yeah, and originally when I sort of started the business, it was I never had I hadn't even asked Amy at this point. Um, and I think that's one of the mistakes that people make when they start a business is naming it something that like people can't see or don't understand or check the domain first because there's mm. a huge safety company that's called Arco. And um, it's just not very good for Google SEO. But yes, it's called R Co. Um, and, you know, we sort of try and link back as much as possible. Um, we've got a yellow um, material called Sunny, which is named after Molly's uh, boys oh, yeah. and then our metallics we're gonna name one after Nova um, a little girl so you oh, know, like, so we're just waiting for her to name one after the cat now for you maybe yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <so, yeah. laughs>
0: um so kind of moving a bit more towards the running of the business we have touched on this a bit but what would you say is the most difficult thing about running your own business and how do you manage to find work-life balance slash do you have any? <laughs>
2: I think personally for me when we started um, the business I didn't appreciate that you can't just do the 9 to 5 and then switch off like we will be having a meeting when the kids are in bed and then if something springs up at 10 o'clock at night you have to fix it like you have Mm. to deal with it Um, so there is a lot of times where we're spending hours and we're really tired and I just don't think you realise when you go into it like You just don't really shut off, do you? I find it hard as well
4: because it's just the three of us, and obviously you'll know before because it was just the two of you. But it really is just the three of us, and like if you're tired or something comes up, like, or you're all busy, like one of you still has to sort it out. So for example, if the if the kids are ill and Stacey's at work, or like Amy's at work, and I've I've not posted on social media, like I really just need to find a way to do it anyway. Whereas in other circumstances you might have someone that you employ that does that as, a, as their job but it's just or like packing orders like um, the business is run from Stacey's spare room she's like given up a room in our house for all of our stock and all of our orders that get packed there, so it makes it hard for anyone else to come and help with like the packing and getting the orders out, so like if Stacey's got a shift and she gets home at 8 o'clock and there's 10 orders that need packed, just have to she just it. has yeah. to do it.
3: Um, yeah, I find it really difficult and sort of like, then it sort of falls back to, like, as Molly and Amy say, it's the three of us mm-hmm. so if something doesn't get done, it is on us there's no other there's no passing yeah. the blame you know if molly doesn't post or if i don't get the orders out on time that is my fault and it's mm-hmm. as simple as that and sometimes that's a bit like you know it's a bit exhausting to mm-hmm. be honest and um, i can sometimes do two 12 and a half hour shifts in between. Um, I come home sort of half past eight having worked all day and as I say have to pack those orders you know yeah. and it is not what you want to do at half past eight at night but our customers pay good money for our products and they expect to receive their their bags within mm-hmm. the, the shipping window and you know it's just as simple as that and I sometimes think as well it can be quite detrimental on your mental health and mm-hmm. um, you know mm-hmm. we have to do this it mm-hmm. just that's the way and I think we're all of the opinion now we've seen this business grow and we're like we're going for it you know and we have to keep going and there's sometimes when I think Jesus Christ I could just sell all this stock and just forget about it you know (laughs) it's tough and when we've had arguments or we've um we're not agreeing on something or we launch something and it doesn't sell particularly well and we're like what are we doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we do have the high points where you're like, this is so worth it, you know? When, yeah. Like, especially, like, sitting down with, like, you guys or if we have, uh, like, a in-team meeting or we do a good shoot, it's, like, that next boost and it's, mm-hmm. like, actually... Yeah, you yeah. get such a high after, yeah. like, a shoot day or, like, even a pop-up
2: that goes well. Like, you're just left on a high and you have so much energy and it's just it makes it worth it 100%, 100%. like it's it, 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 there is highs and there is lows
3: but the highs make the lows worth I, it yeah I think as well like it's very glam you know like <laughs> <laughs> from the you surface, guys are very like, glam it, it looks very glam <laughs> But actually, like, there's so much nitty gritty that people don't see, like the blood, you know, sweat, and tears yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> like Molly's, like building boxes on our sofa at like ten o'clock at night, or <laughs> Amy's doing like the finances, or I'm on the phone during my lunch break to my supplier mm-hmm. because the bags haven't arrived. And you know, I think sometimes you don't appreciate actually all the shit jobs behind mm-hmm. the behind the storefront. Um, so it's quite difficult. I think that's a sign of how successful that you are.
0: Is that us as people from the outside, as consumers, like it just looks perfect from the outside? Do you know yes. what I mean? Like <laughs> that's a you just yeah. wouldn't yeah. know. It's it's you've got such a amazing brand and we were discussing this earlier is that you've managed to really like find a nook like you can tell what an iron bag is i think like you've managed to create that whole aesthetic for yourself which is just incredible so yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't see the little feedback
3: no longer. <laughs> <laughs> and we quite often um we get like messages from people like asking for jobs or you know asking to come and do work experience and we're like um yeah you can come and do work experience but it'll be from your house because you're not sitting in mass every <laughs> long time. and it also might be at nine o'clock at night yeah. Yeah. we've had some amazing interns that have totally got the sort of business model and are just willing to come along for the ride and um, I think it makes it more interesting and it's maybe a side of the business that we don't show enough you know for wanting to be professional and mm-hmm. um, and that's quite something we sort of battle between whether we show like actually the sort of drowning um mm-hmm. personal side of it or whether we keep it quite corporate and keep it this big brand i would personally i, um,
1: I mean i love the obviously the big brand vibes but I <laughs> love, essentially would, i love seeing the behind the scenes <laughs> of things. yeah but i feel like me and you've spoken before being like oh my gosh like this brand's just popped up and this has been like a like we've discussed, like oh maybe we could like do our own kind of businessy stuff before, and then be like oh no, we're like too scared of kind of like failure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's something that it feels like you guys have like overcome. It would be so amazing to like see behind the
3: scenes, been like we were scared, we do all this work, and like this is it's like worth it, and it's think. not perfect. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that's really important. Is it's really hard not to compare yourself to mm-hmm. bigger brands, you know, and brands that have maybe done like several times what you have in the same amount of time that they have grown like we take a lot of inspiration from sort of like cool girl brands like Sisters and Seekers and Odd Muse and things like that and Amy from Odd Muse she's like killing it in the business world and stuff like that she was Forbes uh, 30 under 30 and I was like why the fuck am I not Forbes 30 (laughs) under 30 and I'm like chill out like you know you are two years in and if you scroll back and you look at the start of these Instagrams like how far you've come from somewhere you know and it's really you can't compare you are on your own journey
2: I think as well
3: like we do
2: try to like do days you know where we show behind the scenes but also like when we are behind the scenes, we are not, like, looking <laughs> like this. Like, wee, a hair scraped back, like, yeah. glasses on, like, glued to a laptop. So, like... Kids screaming in yeah. the air. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think when brands do show their behind-the-scenes, um, like, sort of days, like, I think... I they're think, curated, for Yeah, sure. for sure. Oh, like, they're definitely a bit more planned out, whereas it's not always like that for a business. No, i looks frantically, so like, yeah. Trying to sort stuff, and we're trying to build a website Crying. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think
0: that that is a really unique selling point for your brand though in and of itself because obviously you're about female empowerment it's a female run business and you guys have kids you've got a full-time job and you're still smashing it so I think to kind of like be able to show to other people that it is possible if you work hard it's just
3: amazing yeah we're sort of really passionate about that and we quite often get questions from people that are starting businesses and things like that and um we're trying to do a lot more in the business like world and um women in business and I had a talk on international business, um, International Women's Day, sorry, to a group of female business owners, which was really exciting. And in a couple of weeks, we've got the Borders Chamber of Commerce. They're doing a conjunction with Melrose Sevens, um, which is a really big event down in the Borders. Yeah. Uh, Women in Business Lunch, and it's a day where there's like a big panel. And we were really lucky to be invited along to that and things. So we're trying to be more active and be more visible as a brand, and, and sort of like say, actually, we're here play you know and Mm -hmm. and we want to be involved in everything and equally we want to give back as much as we can and we have done this from the start very much on our own like we built our own website and we take our own photos and we've had little snippets of help here and there but nothing Mm -hmm. of like significant value and we want to show people that we've actually done this ourselves you can do this ourselves but now we're here to help other people do it yeah. as well.
2: I think we also we just love working with other brands like certainly in the start Stacy like I feel like we were sort of turned away from like we wanted to work with bigger mm, brands sure. like just in general and we sort of were Away, whereas I think we would rather work with as many people as possible, like have a good community around us and lift other people up as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Want to like start how we started, so. And it would be amazing to get to the point where
3: we actually could employ people mm-hmm. and like get them involved too. I always think about you know when I had Ari and I was going back to I was actually going back to a retail job and they essentially turned around and said we can't give you what you want because of your childcare. And yeah. you yeah. And I. That I was, makes me so mad. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be on the dole. I'm gonna be like, like not have a job, and I, I, I just don't know how how this is gonna work. I've got a child, and she's so important to me. And actually, we want to give like a, it would be such a dream to be able to employ someone and say, no, bring your child along. You know, yeah, we are you know, that kind of workplace. Like, yeah, really. you need to work three till five because that's when you have childcare. Cool, no worries. You know, mm-hmm. and have a crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a cat crash as well. Um, I that should be really pushing for you guys. Yeah. That's that's actually funny. You say that is that's one of our goals this year is um, we're going to outgrow my space very quickly. Yeah. Um, I also want my house back. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, there's so much shit in my house. It's unbelievable. And um, but we want somewhere that we can actually have like a little area where the kids can come and chill, and we can do work at the same time. And, mm-hmm. You know. So that's sort of one of our big goals this Thanks, year. Stuff area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> of it, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: um, so obviously you've spoken a bit about how difficult it is to running the business and it is not an easy job do you think at the beginning because a lot of business owners say had they known how difficult it would be at the beginning they wouldn't have necessarily done it but of course they're so glad that they have do you think that you would have maybe thought
3: about it a little bit differently at the beginning I think we've been really fortunate that a lot of business owners perhaps went nine to five to their business mm. and they had to give up everything and they had to put everything along the line. Whereas we have been slightly more gradual than that. For example, when I started the business, I was still finishing my degree. Amy was coming out of a degree, young child. Molly was sort of tying things up, and you just had another child when you came on board, and it's allowed it to grow organically. Yeah. That has its challenges equally, but it means that we've not had to take a massive bank loan. You know, we've never borrowed money from everyone, we've never had investment at this stage. Um, That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So we we are in the green, we owe no one anything. I think originally we had started it, and I put three grand into the business, and within six months, I paid myself back. So you started the business with £3,000. Yeah. And that was purely for stock you know and to be honest we probably could have started with less I'm so taken aback by that wow I know and I think that's what especially for things like a business where it Involves buying stocks so like a fashion brand or a bag brand or accessories whatever jewellery that kind of thing you know they think that you're going to have to have 10, 20 grand to start this business Amelia um, Hitchcock from Bijou Damini that we love I'm sure she started that business with 50 pounds I could be wrong but like I feel like that's what I she I think it
2: was a bit more I think it was like 300 pounds oh,
4: she, well, she did she borrowed money from like her boyfriend or her mum or dad or something and her boyfriend was like go for it do it a couple of hundred pounds yeah though, yeah, you know, I mean,
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. like, <laughs> like you're you're not, not a lot of no, money I think money. we we have been very fortunate that we've never had to we've never faced a lot of struggles that a lot of people have and we've had a very privileged start to our business but you know nobody's handed us 10k and said on you go mm-hmm. you know it has very much been grown from essentially my savings yeah, which is also kind of quite nice in the way
1: because you're not always looking over your shoulder and being like if this fails
3: we owe someone money yeah, yeah 100% and that's when we turned down investment last year that was kind of One of our our main sort of things was, you know, we don't want to be in that position where we are running a business on someone else's terms, you know, it's very much been the three of us and we make the decisions and we want to kind of keep it that way at the moment and I'm under no illusion that at some stage that that will have to change because that's how businesses grow and mm-hmm. you can't just pluck money for manufacturing and sort of development out of the air. But at that stage, hopefully we'll have a really tightly run business that has all the basics and the foundations mm-hmm. that allows us to grow.
4: I also think it's important to note that all of our growth has been organic. We
2: did dabble in oh, influencer, influencer marketing, marketing, but it didn't work for us, so no,
3: we've just never I think paid it was more it a situation thing than anything else. But I've yeah. never paid for followers. Everything has been done organically yeah. and that I think sometimes you get very wrapped up in the amount of followers you have, but actually the follower base that we have are so interactive and yeah. mm-hmm. um, and we've got a real community who love our bags and I love seeing some of the the girls that I know with their collections and i think you've got more bags than me
0: (laughs) super fans (laughs) the quality of the bags sell
3: themselves yeah we have a 40 percent return rate on our website um and that's for getting like sort of suppliers and things that's purely e-commerce so if 40 percent of the people that buy our bags are coming back for a second bag that's not just a cheap purchase you know huge return rate yeah, yeah for sure and i think like pat on the back for us we don't really appreciate that very much so yeah
1: for someone else looking to start their own business what would be the kind of three biggest tips you would give them you can do one each or you can
3: yeah that's a good idea actually let's do
1: one each yeah
2: i would say like you can start your business on a phone all you need is like a phone that can take photos or like can access social media and you can build that business by having an engaged aesthetic social media. You don't need to put thousands of pounds into it just Equipment. to yeah. yeah to start there. Like you can start
3: from basically the bottom with just a simple idea. Yeah. Mm. Um I think my main piece of advice would be it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm. So you don't have to quit your job tomorrow to start this business. You know, if you're willing to work two jobs and give the time you're not gonna have the time off and you're not gonna be sitting at night and on the sofa in front of your TV but if you use your time wisely, it, you can do both. I think that we're very privileged that we're able to do both. But, you know, I think Molly May got slandered for saying that 24 hours, 24 in, a day. hours in a day. And I do agree. She's extremely privileged and pretty privileged and things like that. And she's been handed a lot of things in her life. But we do all have the same hours in the day, and you know, I don't have to work three jobs like some people do, so I'm not saying that this can apply to everyone. Mm. But a lot of people, if you have the time to watch Netflix, you've got time to do something, you yeah. know. So,
4: well, I don't know, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> left to the end. Um, I feel like refine your business idea and your brand, like have a really strong brand identity, know who your brand is, and like what you're putting out, or people are just not gonna, it's not gonna be recognisable because like as you said earlier it's been over the last year one of our main focuses is like really strengthening our brand identity and it's really good to hear that if you see an Arnco bag like you know <laughs> you, rec- that's you an recognize Arncole it bag, yeah, that's yeah. been one of our main things and it's been hard to get there um because it's you know but yeah
3: <laughs> it's hard sometimes you know because you want to do things and actually you're like well does this Align with what we do, and yeah. does this match our aesthetic? And we're very much learning, you know. Yeah, it's all a learning curve, and I'm sure in a year's time our brand will look slightly different. And you know, mm. but I feel like over the last year that is something that Molly has helped tremendously with. Even stuff like fonts, like you know, you have fonts that you use most of the time. Yeah. You have colors, and it just helps people. I think it takes something like 13 times for someone to associate a brand with a brand, and they have to see it in different places to remember mm. it. And I think that's sometimes what um people get concerned about is you know they don't do marketing and then actually it takes about 90 days to suffer from that so you know like this is probably why we we're having a bit of a slower period just now because after christmas we were all so burnt out and yeah. We, yeah. we gave it a bit of a rest which and is
0: important yeah, to like recognize 100%. That. Yeah, for sure
3: but just you know you have to just keep going and i think it grows with you but very much try and keep on the same sort of track
0: well I have honestly absolutely <laughs> loved that conversation. I feel inspired. <laughs> like wow. It's honestly incredible to hear your story and hear how you've managed to get things off the ground and turn brand into something which is just incredible and you three are amazing. So Thank you so much thank for coming. You. Thank you so yeah. much yeah. for coming. <laughs> And we should also add that R&Co have wonderfully offered our listeners a discount code for 10% at checkout if you use the code MUDDLE10. So that is exciting for one and all. So definitely use that. And we will be back with another episode next week. Bye. Ciao.